Hi everybody, I am so excited to present this next episode that I truly don't want to waste time because this is a special one to me. This is something that I have prayed and asked God to just give us the opportunity to just share with you and that's why I said we. So I'm excited for us to dive in. So if you're ready, let's do it. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this episode. Uh, This is very different from our normal routine because there's no introduction to music or anything like that. So you're going to get the real authentic behind the scenes of life. But uh, before we go into any further, I'm going to introduce my guest host, which is my husband, Mr. Pino. Babe, say hi. Hello. (laughs) All right, so I'm going to give him some questions and some questions that I know a few of you have asked. (coughs) So we're going to first just start off, give them a quick introduction of yourself, who you are, where you're from, and what you do. Well, so my name is is Juan, Juan Pino, Mr. Pino, however it is that you guys feel like calling me. Uh, Born and raised in West Palm Beach, Florida. I'm 36 years old. I am a freelancer, but work in the corporate world. Um, <laughs> so I work at Costco uh, as a meat cutter, and I well, soon to be, but I'm still working into that. Um, I do a little barbering on the side and music, and you know, just uh, enjoy life with the uh, with you and the kids. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so. One of the first questions, I mean, everyone had always asked us this question, and I know you love telling this story. Oh so the obvious question that everyone loves to hear is your first impression of, or not really your first impression, but when we first met, what you thought when you first met me. So, all right. Um, I always add a twist to my story or the side of how we met, but or how... I saw you, but um, really how it works is that um, you added me on the dating app, right? Mm-hmm. It was on a, a Monday, if I'm right, when you added me, because it was it Sunday. Was. We went to church. We were, you were at church. Yes. Because that Sunday, I was literally at church with with my best friend. Um, I I saw you from a from a distance, but I didn't really like know. Or whatever. So like I, I, you know, went down to pray and everything. Looked up, you were gone. So I was like, oh, never mind, forget it. Whatever. Thought I saw something special. Um, eventually, I'll tell everybody else the rest of the story. But then, um, you added me on on the Facebook dating app. Yes, there was such a thing. There, it did exist, guys. It did. I don't know if it exists now, but it did. Um, and we just we started talking from there, and it was pretty. It was pretty interesting because I I never thought that I would. F- find love online that 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 was like the weird way of doing it like it was more of a bet towards my mom because or like a thing towards my mom if my mom's like why don't you just try it and i said no mom i'm not doing that crazy people go there of course i went there so i'm crazy so that's how we met and the rest is pretty much history now if you want to hear the, the better version of this whole thing that sunday i went to church and i looked up and i saw this glow hanging over your head <laughs> and <laughs> i was just attracted to that glow and i bowed down real quickly to pray and all of a sudden i looked up that glow was gone 
<laughs> Jesus was still there. I know he was, but the glow that was next to Jesus was gone. So <laughs> that is his favorite part. That's he, my that's my way of saying it. That is definitely how he likes telling people in person <laughs> the first time he saw me. Um so but I, I as much as I laugh at that way he tells it i i enjoy that that's his interpretation of it um so the next one was our first date babe like when you actually got to see me in person not just a glow on the stage okay. mm-hmm. and not just us chatting back and forth like our first date when i walked out of the car and we kind of met up at dinner by the way mm-hmm. i told this man we were he was asking me where we wanted to eat and I kept throwing restaurant ideas at him. And, like, I threw hibachi in there as, like, a whatever. He said, we're going to go to hibachi. That's kind of how I knew. That's the man for me. Because he was <laughs> willing to take me to hibachi. Because I love hibachi. But, anyway. So, when I got out of the car and we were heading to the restaurant, what was your your thoughts? So, she, she got out the car. Mind you. So, so people understand. I'm Cuban. So... I've always, I've never dated a black woman in my life. Never. I've always enjoyed chocolate. So, but the thing is, I've never really, like, experienced a black woman in my life. I have plenty of black friends. I'm, you know, I grew up being popular. So let's just put it that way, but in a weird way. So I saw her come out the car and I'm like, okay, she's got some, she's got some sweat. Because you were wearing some shorts, right? And this, like. I had Red a, bo- top or I had like a that body right. suit on. That, okay, yes. yeah. So you were wearing something. And I was like, oh, hell, hey, you know, okay, I can, I can dig this. Yeah, let's do this. And you're wearing the same thing. Like, the, your hairstyle is exactly the same way you have it right now. Which, by the way, I think is super sexy. So, anyways, um, I saw her. And I'm like, oh, all right, okay, cool. Yeah, she's just this smile is beautiful. Her eyes, oh, my gosh, her eyes. So, yeah, so we sat down. We talked. Got to know each other, you know, pretty good or a little better and whatnot. And and I honestly thought after this date, she would never see me again. Because this dude that was cooking really, really put an embarrassment on me. I told him I didn't want no jokes, no pranks, no nothing made that night. Because I wanted this thing to work out right. This guy wanted to throw a piece of egg at me. And I told him, no, bro, I got this beautiful beard. I ain't trying to get nothing thrown in my face. It's just not happening. He literally backed out and just threw it, like, out of surprise. I flipped the, 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 the plate in front of me. I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be the end. I'm not going to see this woman ever again. Forget it. It's a wrap. And she still called me the next day. <laughs> I, think, I think one of the my favorite things, too, that I like to tell people about that date was that it wasn't awkward. Because, oh, yeah. because we talked the entire time. Um, whereas I had gone on different dates before and it was just that awkward silence. It was, it's very uncomfortable and, you know, weird, but it didn't feel that way when we were together. And Mm -hmm. I think that was a great indication of what, you know, being around each other was going to be like. Um, and then like our second date, uh, we met up and I went to see his friend and his wife at a concert and then no sooner after that like that same day he's like so do you want to be my mom and i was like uh okay so that was definitely um interesting never i've never been asked to meet someone's mom on the second date but his family is awesome like i i think i couldn't have asked to be a part of a a 
greater family than his. Um, super blessed to have the mother-in-law and the father-in-law and um, extra father-in-law, mother-in-law, because his parents aren't together. They both remarried, but I'm so thankful for all my in-laws and they're all amazing. Now, I know how I felt the first time you met my kids. I want to know your thoughts. My thoughts? When you met uh, mm. my two lovely children that are now your children, uh, so, Gabby and Sean. I was scared out of my mind because I love kids. I enjoy kids. I really, like, I always wanted to have my own, right? So I, I said to myself, I'm... You know, like again, I'm 36, so I'm thinking, okay, if I don't, if I don't make this happen, or if something doesn't happen here, I ain't never gonna be married. I'm not gonna have any kids. It's, n- it's just not gonna happen, right? So we went bowling. That's what we did, mm-hmm. right? So what did I do? I came and picked you guys up, right? And we no, you met, uh, met you met up with us at a park because our church was doing something. Oh, that's what it was. Yeah, we went to there was a, an event for student ministry. I think it was mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so we met up over there, and then we went to, to we went to the place. Oh, we went to your house for we came here to the house. Then we went over there. We drove together over there. Cool, no big deal. So it was pretty cool in the beginning, like. Uh, trying to get acclimated with everybody, and that's when I started meeting everybody from the church. And we sat down. To, now we went over there to the bowling alley. We're sitting there, and um, I think Gabby wasn't feeling well. Well, she she was like kind of feeling weird. Yeah. yeah, she wasn't feeling well. Sean was really quiet, and um, I was like, "Yo, what? You guys want something to eat, right?" They none of them wanted anything. They didn't want anything in the beginning. I'm like, yo, just get what you want. Don't be afraid. Just get what you want. I'm telling them, like, I'm buying. Don't worry about it. It's not a big deal. So they finally broke down. They got something. They ate. Everything was cool. No, no problem. And I'm like, hey, let's go. Let's go to the arcade. So we went to the arcade, and that's when we started really connecting. Things started working out well. We started talking more. That's Sean and I. Then Gabby came along. We started talking. So now I'm like feeling a little more comfortable because I was sweating balls. Okay, <laughs> that's, that's a lighter turn because I could go further, but I'm, you know, I'm a saved man, so I'm trying to do things right. Um, so I was just scared. I didn't know what to do. I I was like, yo, I don't. I'm I'm just like, something's got to give, man. I better come out of here good, no palm. So now we get back into the car after the whole thing. I think everything went pretty well, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything oh, no, went it nice. Did. It went well. We had a good time. We enjoyed it. So we enjoyed each other. Get into the car. And all of a sudden, these kids out of nowhere started started saying some really like crazy. off the walls jokes. Crazy, just so completely you know, out of no out of left field. Was out of not left field. expecting this. And apparently, from what Ashley told me, they don't ever do those type of jokes. They don't. So not it with was people so that funny. they first. I will let me preference. Not with people they first meet. They yeah. are not very open and like ready to just give out their personalities with people they first meet. They are very reserves and it takes a lot for them to meet like exactly. to get used to new people so for them to just automatically within a few hours just open up and be that 
way with him you know and this is something you know because both he and i um we have a relationship with god and we very much are you know we go to church and all that stuff and so for me one of my prayers was always you know god if he's the right one you know just do what you have to do give me those initial like signs and for me seeing my kids just being so open and and just goofballs Mm -hmm. um that was pretty much god just giving me that other like clarification that this is the person you're supposed to be with um because god's always been very easy to make it clear for me if this is the right person or not so that definitely that that night that that's a night to remember and i thought that night he was never gonna talk to me again yo that was funny (laughs) that was actually really funny and she and she told me the next time when we talked like i'm so sorry like what like i've never seen my kids talk or say things like that to somebody new like in our lives or stuff like that it was just so a bit off the walls i'm like no it was great i thought it was hilarious then it was funny like it was a lot of jokes were the jokes that they have were really funny i they they were they were a bit strong but they were great i thought they were funny i'm a humorous guy so i don't I don't take offense easily. It's it's kind of hard for me to do that. Um, you you would have to do like really bad things to really offend me. But to, the jokes were great. We had a good time. It was it was definitely uh, it was definitely one of those moments. I felt like oh my gosh, I don't know if I did right. <laughs> oh my goodness, this is this is not gonna work out so good. I'm gonna mess up somewhere. I'm gonna say something wrong. <laughs> oh, it was just. It was crazy, but yeah, it was definitely a good, a good, good um experience all around. So, all right. So another question that I've had people ask, um, especially because you knew and I made it very, very apparent a lot that hey, I'm a single mom. Mm-hmm. I also co-parent, you know, and deal with that. Mm-hmm. What were your? I mean, what? How did you feel, mm-hmm. you know, dating or getting yourself involved with a person that was a single mom? And it wasn't just even being a single mom to two, you know, young children. Because sometimes you do see those relationships where the kids are really young. But, you know, my two at the time were both were um 12 and 13. Um, so mm-hmm. what were your thoughts as far as, you know, getting involved with a single mom with kids that old, that of that age? So... Um, I guess, I guess for me, I, I don't know, like I, I didn't really have any like thoughts because I, I guess, I guess, okay, let me, let me put it this way. I don't try to, I don't judge people according to what their lives is. I want to know who they are as a their character. You know what I'm saying? So for me, it did not bother me that you had kids or have kids. Like it just, it didn't bother me. I felt, I felt like if God is going to give me a family, whether you have kids or you don't, fine. It's not a big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I didn't, in the beginning, I guess for me, I didn't think it would be so, I didn't think it would be hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, they're teens. They understand. Mm -hmm. So now they're old enough. You can speak to them and they'll listen. No, I've done forgotten that I was a teenager too. Okay. (laughs) I've made plenty of dumb mistakes and said some funny stuff. And I've been spanked a few times by my parents. 
no doubt. Okay, I wasn't the perfect angel. I was an angel, but I wasn't like off the walls, right? Not to say that our kids are off the walls. It's just that they're teens and they're going to have their opinions. And I didn't really like think through that. I just said, oh, they're, they're, you know, they're old enough. They're, they're going to listen. They're going to be more chilled about it. And, um, you know, they have their moments. And we see it all the time, you oh, know. Yeah. Pick up your shoes. Pick up your clothes. Oh, Why do man. I got to do that? Why I mean, do you, like, I what the heck? for every time that we tell them about walking the dogs. Right? And so now, <laughs> but see, the thing is, is that they're getting used to something. So, so instead of, so, my, so we have this thing, like, Ashley will walk the dogs in the morning, right? I'll, if I work super late, I'll walk the dogs at night. If not, I'll try to make it happen like in between times where I'll walk the dogs. If not, what the kids have to do when they come home from school, they walk the dogs. And at 8 o'clock at night, they walk the dogs. They don't always do the 8 o'clock at night, right? I'll do it or Ashley will do it. But they at least now know that the first thing they need to do when they walk into that house is to take the dogs and walk them. That they've been in the house all day. They need to go pee. They need to go poo. They need to do everything. Sometimes they do it right away. Sometimes they don't. They take their time. They come inside. They want to look through the refrigerator like they did when they first walked out of the house this morning. <laughs> like if something's going to change. Then one of them went, like, oh, I got to go pee real quickly. And they take 40 minutes to pee because they're on their phone. You know what I'm saying? So I used to do that type of stuff when I was younger. Because I had a dog with my grand- at my grandma's house. She would walk her- she would walk the dog at least two times throughout the day. Because she was retired and she would be home. But me, I didn't want to walk them when I came home. But I, you know, I try to make it happen. So I'll do my best and I'll walk them. But I had to learn. And I, I you know, me teaching them what I learned as a kid growing up. I wanted them to have that same experience, right? And they're not used to that. They weren't yeah. used to that. Because they... We both came from two different worlds. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And all three of us don't really know what, like, I went through or what you... And I don't know what y'all went through. So I have to learn each other. Yeah. And uh, we, we all had to learn each other. So it's it's a different... It's different. It's a very different um, world, you know? Uh, I'm not used to living with three people. I'm used to... Uh, well, let me take that back. I'm not used to living with three people and sharing everything with everybody, okay? Because I used to have roommates. I didn't have to share everything with everybody. The only thing I had to share was the guest bathroom, and they had to clean it. That's how that works. Other than that, I had my own bathroom in my my master bedroom that I cleaned. I did everything, and that's that. But now, everybody in this house, we use the same thing. We use the kitchen. Sometimes one has to use the bathroom, the other one has to use it at the same time. So one got to come over here to our room and and use the bathroom here, and then you know it's just getting used to that. And that's and that's a that's yeah that's definitely. I think I went off what you asked me. No, no. no. Okay, sorry. You're I, good. I, I I tend to. Um, <laughs> he goes off. I go off on a on a you know a different voyage. He'll get on a he'll get on his little thing. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I. It's it's a it's a new experience and I I don't I don't say it was I never say that it's a it's a bad experience because I think a lot of people look at it as oh wife you know, a woman with two teenagers, that's a bad thing. Oh it's not a bad thing. It's actually a pretty a pretty cool thing. I feel like 
if we end up having a kid, which I hope is pretty soon, not to say that she's pregnant yet, but at least now I have a better understanding what I'm going to get into. I told him he's going to be a veteran by the time our child has a become. I'm a saying because be by the time child. by the time by the time that kid comes around, I'm telling you that teenage life is going to be really really strict. <laughs> but yeah, man, I actually enjoy it. I I um I thank God for all the. All the hurdles. Because I think that makes us stronger. Yes. You know what I mean? And um, coming into teenagers' lives is a, a bit more a uh, difficult task. Because now, like you said before, they have an opinion. Mm-hmm. They have their set ways and stuff like that. And that's that's a hard cycle to kind of get through. And um, you have to be a special person to kind of deal with that, I guess. I agree. You know, especially just joining their lives at that time, you know. So mm. I feel like God has kind of prepared me for that and or is preparing me still because I, 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 I got a long way to go personally, you know. So, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I do, too, because this is my first time raising teenagers. So. There's that. Technically, it's your second. Well, no. Because Sean, Sean just turned 13. Yeah, he 13, just turned 13. So. But I mean, now I have two teenagers in the house. So that's whole new territory now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we both get to do it together. So and I I'm guess that's it. the positive. Yeah. Um. So this is kind of like a tie-in to like kind of wrap all of this up for today. Okay. Um, one, people obviously want to know like, how's married life? And then the second part of that is what made what what made you feel in your mind that I was the one like this is it this is the woman I want to marry spend the rest of my life with and create this crazy thing called life with so one how is marriage life right yes and two what made me want to marry you yes okay marriage life is it's great like um it has its ups and it has its downs but I think that's in any relationship. Yeah. Right? Absolutely. Um, if it was perfect, I think something would be wrong. I think so, too. And I think the good thing about us is that we don't we don't necessarily fight. Right? So, like, when we have disagreements, mm-hmm. we talk to each other, um, not talk down to each other. Yeah. So... I don't really know how to express myself sometimes. So I have to go on this, like, weird, like, way of trying to explain some stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So sometimes it takes me a while to explain myself, and I have to come up with, like, I have to come up with examples. I have to do all this. So I'm really weird, right? So, but you get me. It's not like, um... you know um, that my heart's in the right place and I'm not trying to like offend anybody or say anything wrong or, you know, so you know my heart's in the right place. Yeah. So I think that's the one of the best part about our relationship is that we don't get mad at each other. Yeah. And we don't, we don't, at least we try not to and I don't think we do. We don't go to bed mad at each other and we don't go to bed like, We don't go to bed mad at each other going on to the next day. We settle our problems, get it out the way, and then we go to bed, you know. I think it, that's something we've established is never yeah. to sleep angry. Don't really, even if 
we may not like what the other person says. Yeah. But at least having we have an understanding exactly, and we talk about it and get it out and get it out the way. It might not be at the point where oh my god, okay, I'm I'm not pissed off at you, but okay, I get it, I understand. Let's just go to bed. You know, if there's something else we need to talk, we'll talk about it tomorrow, right? Yeah. So we're good at that, and I I think that's something that really um puts the icing on the cake for us mm-hmm. um and i don't see it changing now how did i know you would have won yeah so i didn't to be honest with you so we met and for some people that know how this happened we only dated for like three months before mm-hmm. I asked you to marry me. Yeah. Right? So Which people it, think some people thought we're crazy. Some yeah. people got it, but yeah. But I just knew it just felt right. If and it wasn't because oh I'm I'm, I'm lonely and I need somebody next to me. Because when we when we started talking, I was I was in conversation with somebody else. But she went like incarnito and just disappeared off of me. I I haven't heard from her, and I'm like, all right, yo, I don't have time for this. Like, I'm getting too old to wait for somebody, right? Mm-hmm. And you just stayed consistent, and I knew that consistency was such a big thing in our in in any relationship. Yeah. So because you stayed consistent with me, it made me want to be consistent with you, and I just knew. I just said, yo, there's something special about this girl. And then we we have a lot of a lot of likes dislikes that were the same, so it's like we could relate. Like we could sit here and talk about music all day, and we know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Like all the old school R and B, some of the old school classic like Luther Vandross or Barry White or mm-hmm. something like that. You know, and and that's awesome to have that type of relationship with somebody. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we believe in the same thing is what. I think makes it better. Yeah. So not that I was afraid, not that I'm afraid to talk about my faith and what I believe in. But the fact is, is that to have somebody that backs up what you believe in because she believes the same thing is priceless. Yeah. That's just something you can't find anywhere else. And um, I just knew you were the one. And that's, that's how I felt like it was it. Um, has the enemy tried to, you know, do some funny things? Absolutely. Of course. And he still does it to this day. You know, um. He sees blessings are happening. He's going to always attack people that he knows that the blessings are coming. Yeah. I know eventually you're going to like my favorite show, The Office. Um, I know eventually you smiled several times at a few episodes that I was watching like a couple smirked. weeks ago because you knew smile. it was funny. You knew I it was funny, smirked, but, but you knew it was funny. That's the thing. I don't know what this dog is staring at us for, but whatever. Um, you knew it was funny. Okay, you knew there was something funny about it, so I know one day you're gonna like it. See, I I like The Office. She does not like The Office. She likes Friends and she likes. Um, the Big Bang Theory, which she hasn't watched lately. She's been watching Friends lately more, right? Mm-hmm. Was, yeah, Friends. Well, I've, I've been on so, my Stranger Things kick since, you know, that, Stranger yeah. Things has no, been no, out. Back it up. Back it up. There you go. Good boy. Um, sorry, the dog is just kind of being weird right now. Um, but yeah, so... And see, like, we like Stranger Things. Stranger Things is a great show. Um, 
But, yeah, like, relationships aren't going to be perfect. A relationship is about building each other up, making each other better, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, the fact that we're able to kind of just do that and and play this game of life together, it's it's awesome. I enjoy it. I I think that's, that's a good thing. And, yeah, that's how I know. I mean, like I said, eventually you'll like the office, but <laughs> yeah. Okay, so here's my last question. Here's my personal question okay. that I'm going to ask you, and then we'll we'll close it out. Okay. What advice would you give somebody that they may be just like how we were a, l- a year ago or a little over a year ago where, you know, you're trying to date, you're trying to meet somebody, and, you know, there's they're just feeling like nothing's happening or they, they feel like nothing's happening. They feel like nothing's like, okay. like dating has like, honestly, in my words, like okay. I used to say dating is ghetto because <laughs> it just really, <laughs> it was, but you're just like, something's got to give. what, what advice would you give to somebody or what are, what is something that you feel is important as far as setting those um, expectations when it comes to dating, to know that that's a, a person you want to get involved with? So I think the advice that I would give somebody or anybody would be patience. Mm-hmm. So if you are, here, let me put it to you this way. If you're at the age of 30, you're a teen, you're Hispanic, black, or from the island, doesn't matter. I don't think white people have this problem. But if you're any of those, we tend to not be patient. (laughs) We tend not to be patient. And that is a fact. I'm telling you now, everybody wants to have everything now. And, and and I'm just joking about the whole, like, black, white, whatever. I think this is a, a, a problem with a lot of us. We're so impatient that we want things to happen. We want it to work out. Be patient. So some people would say, well, you weren't patient. You married her or asked her to marry you in three months. See, that's the thing. I was very much patient because I'm when I met her, I was 35 years old. So... I went through a ton, a ton of moments where I feel like that was it. That was it. And I'm not going to find the right one. But because I just just chilled out and God opened up those doors for me and I just really went with his way and not mine, it worked. Mm-hmm. So just be patient, man. Just Pray, just give give that to God and let him let him be the one to just guide you in the right direction. Sometimes it's hard to put trust in God. And it's so true because I've been struggling with this for a while because I feel like a lot of things ain't happening the way I, I want it to. And I'm learning it's not about me. It's about what God wants for you. And we have to just trust him and know that, yo, this is what it is. And you're going to learn how to you're going to learn that my way is the way 
Mm. So that's that's what I tell people. Just be patient and just allow God to just do his work. Watch him. He see he's got this thing planned out from the beginning. He knows how many hairs on your head. He knows you. He understands you. He created you. He put you together from sand up. This guy knows you. So just trust God and be patient and I promise you it will work out. Whether you get married within three months like we did or four months like we did or it takes you a couple of years, you know. Mm-hmm. Everybody is different. Not a, Everybody's journey is different, but not, a, not everybody's journey is the same. But everybody's, everybody's faith, that like how we believe, that stays the same. God stays the same. He's the same today, tomorrow, and forever. You know, so we just have to be patient and just trust in God in everything that we do. So that's really what I see what I'm saying. I go into this whole tantrum. <laughs> I could have easily just said, just trust God. Don't worry about it. He'll take care of it. And that's it. No, man, no, I had to go it's... through this whole thing and explaining it. So no, but I think it's perfect. I think you had to say that because I think that's really what a lot of it is. It, it's trusting and then not lowering. This is something that I, I, I also had to do that when I really got serious as far as when it came to dating and then meeting you was setting the expectation or the standards that I wanted in a relationship. My biggest, I mean, for me, not the superficial stuff. Cause you know, there's always that he's got to be this height and he's got to have this much on like all this and that. No, mm-hmm. but for me, it was making sure he, he loved the God, you know, he wanted, he had a relationship with God and that he also wanted to grow in his relationship with God because anybody can say, you know, Hey, I love God, but it's when you are actually putting in the work of wanting to continue exactly. to grow in your walk with him. And that was something that meant a lot to me. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't just, I wanted someone that was will, willing to like build relationships with people in church. Cause you know, for me, my church family has been my family mm-hmm. and they have been an important part of my life. So to see, you know, my husband being building these relationships with a lot of the men in our church and growing community and, and serving that that's huge. So mm-hmm. like for me, it was, he had to love the Lord. And then the biggest thing also was he had to understand that, you know, my kids are a part of me, you know, Anyone can say, oh, yeah, I understand you're a single parent and yada, 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 and give you the song and dance. But it's actually saying, yes, I understand that. And then really following through with that and being aware of that. You know, he understood that I co-parented and I had 50-50 custody and that the kids would stay with me a week, then not stay with me a week. And he was very understanding of that, you know. So honestly, those were like some big things that... I wasn't going to lower my standards for. Didn't care about all the other things. You know, maybe in the beginning when I first started dating, I cared about all the superficial of what he had to look like and everything. Honestly, he is the complete opposite of what I've dated. And that's a great thing. Because he brings out, because his personality matched mine. And I think that that's what didn't feel weird when we did get married in four months. Mm -hmm. And have what we have now. You know, and I think that's what's been beautiful. You know, this past year has just been nothing but seeing how gracious God is, has been to us. Even- and, and, and people don't get it wrong. We, there are so, I think there's more positives in our marriage, our first year so far, than negative, yeah. right? So, 
but there there has been moments there has been a lot of moments where you're like you have this mental breakdown and you just don't know or understand mm-hmm. so it's going to happen that's yeah. part of a relationship man the real test is if that person is going to stand next to you through those yes. times anybody can see that swears that swears anybody can promise that they're going to be with you through the hard times but it's when you're actually at your quote unquote rock bottom that mm-hmm. you'll know if they're really there there i've had plenty of where I felt like I was at my rock bottom moments and he's been right there next to me and vice versa. And that is something that is a true testament. Like, are you really going to be there when it gets hard or are you going to run, you know? And like he said, no relationship's easy. There's going to be challenges. That's normal. I honestly say if you are in a relationship and everything's just all rainbows and sunshines, Mm -hmm. that's a red flag to me in all honesty, you know? But at this you know and at the same time it's okay to be vulnerable with one another and i think that's a huge thing too allowing yourself to be vulnerable with the other person and understanding you know we both have a history we both have a past we both have had things that have happened and being understanding of that you know and i think that that's the key to anything the key is yes absolutely patience but don't lower your standards of what you want. Exactly. Because once you lower your standards, that's it. And then you'll end up settling for something that isn't what God wanted for you. You know, we just started this new marriage group and they talked about that, you know, your purpose. And if you guys aren't properly aligned with one another, with each other's purpose, then you did the complete opposite of what God wanted for you. Um, and I think that that is a big, that's very important um so babe i appreciate you coming on and letting me grill you and bug you <laughs> you know like i do every day you know he he understands my antics he judges me when i do tiktoks and stuff like that i don't judge you i just <laughs> listen I, okay so i before before we get off i just let you know before i used to be the type that would go on facebook start drama I have my opinions are wild, okay? But a lot of times I try to deal with my opinions by facts, okay? I don't know everything, but I do do some studying here and there, okay? I don't just go on Facebook and read everybody's posts and just take it as face value, at least for the most part. But I do do a lot of studying and I do pride myself in understanding certain things. Am I perfect? Absolutely not. Okay, yes, I am. No, I'm kidding. Absolutely not. But I do try my best to to be informed of things, you know. So a lot of people hated me for that. So I I just stopped talking on Facebook. Every now and then I'll pop up. I'll say some funny stuff, throw some funny videos out there, maybe have an opinion or two, and then that's it. I don't, I don't, I try not to get involved in conversations. I don't say anything. I stay to myself. Then comes along my wife. She is on social media like Yo, she's about to get paid for this, okay? And in the beginning, it was a struggle because I'm like, I don't want her to be telling everybody what's going on. I don't want her to do this. Absolutely not. But I've seen the amount of love that she gets from people, not because they enjoy the context that she has, but the fact is, is that she motivates people. So I stepped back and I was like, all right, okay, go ahead, do your thing. There's some things I think she could keep for herself. 
But then again, there's probably somebody out there going through the same thing she was going through, whether it was good or bad. And that might actually help them. You never know. So I just kind of like, I appreciate it now, you know. Again, I still think there's a few things she can keep to herself. (laughs) But I'm not going to get mad if she does do it because I know what her purpose and I know where her heart sits at. So, yeah, man, the the social media thing is pretty weird. Like, I was going to actually take a break for a while from social media. So, kind of get my head cleared up because it's been been a rough few, few weeks, maybe month or so, but... Yeah, I think I think uh, it's not it's not crazy, but yeah, you you got something going on. You're all right. You're doing you're doing good. But no, I appreciate you though being on here, letting me interview you, and you being on my podcast, babe. And I appreciate your support. No problem. Um, and I know those that listen are going to be super thankful, and just to get a little bit inside oh of that forty minutes that, of this thing. That, yes. That Juan Pino's head, you know, you've got some fans out there. You got some people that absolutely. I got love fans. You. Yeah, you do. You got fans of my school. You know, you got fans Listen, of church. You got, if you, y'all you got haven't, fans. if y'all ain't seen it, you need to go see my worst Pino. That guy thinks he ain't got no fans. <laughs> They're it's funny. You want a good laugh and you're having a bad day? Trust me, worst Pino is where is that? Go go watch it. Just go watch it. And also another side plug. Like my husband mentioned earlier in this podcast, he is a musician. He has some fire music. So go look up Juan Pino on Apple Music, Spotify, any of your listening platforms. He is there. He has great music. His newest uh, single that he released in February is called Fighting. It's a bomb song. I even have my students at school (laughs) download his song and tell me how fire his song was. So that tells you a lot. But... Yeah, definitely listen to some of his music. Um, but, babe, I love you. I love you, too. Happy Father's Day. It's your first Father's Day. You know, you have been an amazing bonus dad to these kids. And they are so lucky to have you. And you. I am so lucky to have you. And I can't wait for our future baby, whenever that happens, yeah. to have you as a dad. Because you are, you're the, you're the real winner. And also, happy anniversary. I'm so thankful for what this year has given us. Appreciate it. (laughs) Love you. Love you. Love Uh, you guys. Thank you. And remember, guys, you are enough. You are worthy. You are beautiful. And I pray that you deserve all the beautiful blessings. Until next time, guys.